When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. So uh, they did a study on... It, you know, the point in your life when life supposedly gets easier. And that point is allegedly age 44. Mm. Yeah, the study found that people, you know, we go through, well, through the phases of life. People stress out big time in their 20s over, you know, things like finding a job, saving money. Oh, yeah. Dating. Trying to figure it all out. Sure. You have to feel like you're trying to get everything together, and it's just so like. <gasps> so, yeah. so by 44, do we have, you know, a job, and we save some money, and we, <laughs> nope. found, we found someone to love us back? And you have everything <laughs> figured out? I wish I had money to save in my 20s. <laughs> For real. People stress in their 30s over things like moving up in their career, starting a family, mm-hmm. you know, settling down, taking on adulthood for real. Yeah. Like your 20s are when you get to have a lot of fun. 30s is when you got to get a little bit more serious. Yeah, but even in your 20s like with all the fun that you're having, you know, you're stressing about a lot. You feel Oh yeah. You feel pressure. Well, you have a lot you're of trying debt to get your foot in the door. Right. You're trying to move out. There's, There's a, a lot. lot going on. And so you move through your 30s with these big life changes, moving up in the job, starting a family, and then you hit your 40s. And at this point, now you're trying to find a work-life balance. That's hard. Your relatives are starting to get older. Mm -hmm. And now you're taking more of a long view of things. You're trying to plan for the future. But at the age of 44, for most people, they say things start to finally turn around. You get all that other stuff squared away, and you start relaxing a little more and actually enjoying your life. And like Tim said, you are making a little more money. And so you have a... You know, you're you're able to go on nice vacations, maybe get a nicer car, being able to pick and choose what's really worth worrying about. Now, you know, it's probably not exactly the age of 44 for everybody, you know. Some of it might be later, some of it might be a little earlier, but they say that's about the age, allegedly, for most people. Um, and then the, and they say the best thing about being in your 50s is... There's something, and I don't know what it is. They say you just stop worrying so much about what other people think about you. And the best thing about being in your 60s is finally retiring and getting to 
enjoy the the, the spoils of your hard work. All that money you've been saving. Yeah, you get All to that enjoy money that. You were worrying about saving your whole life. You get to spend it. You get to spend it. You get to live off and enjoy your paid off house and your grandkids. And anyway, that's the idea. Anyway, so life allegedly gets easier at forty four. Uh, what else do we have here this morning? Well, let's talk about the job. 82% of people say the job hunting process is stressful, especially if you're under the age of 44. <laughs> yeah. And it takes about an average of five months of work and rejection to find a new job. One reason it takes so long, 57% have had an interview go poorly. So the survey also found the 10 questions that are most likely to trip people up during job interviews. And here they are, so you can spend some time preparing for them. All okay, right? I'm ready. Yeah. Let's see if you would have answers to some of these hard... If you are on a job interview with me right now... Yes. Let's hear some of All right, the you want to hear my answers? Yeah, okay, I'll hear. give you the questions and the answers. Question right. number one is, what are your weaknesses? I care too much. <laughs> I have a hard time saying no. Yes. <laughs> Tim obviously has been on an interview right. recently. <laughs> I would say talking too much. Uh, boy, it was hard to answer that with a straight face. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just put myself out there too much. Why should I hire you? Well, I get bleep done. <laughs> what would oh, you that's say? a good answer. Why would I hire? Why should I hire you, Jeff? say, well, look at me. <laughs> I radiate Why is everybody posi- laughing so hard? I radiate positivity. Yeah. Because I'm a team player. Oh, yeah. Good. Because um, I have a positive work attitude and I enjoy making people's lives pleasant and easier. Because I'm very good at follow through. And- Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Dotting those eyes and crossing those oh, T's. You're fired. That's a canned answer. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fire me. I don't work here yet. I know. I haven't even hired you and I'm already moving on. All right. Um. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Tell me about the worst boss you ever had. Okay. Who wants to go first? <laughs> well, I would use I would use the example of the guy that I worked for in Sacramento, but I have a positive spin on it because he was the toughest and you know honestly the most abusive. I mean, I could call in every coworker who worked there; they tell you the same stories. But I think that I benefited from that because I have a much thicker skin today than I did before I first walked in that building. Yeah. I used to work for a woman that worked at this radio station a gajillion years ago, it feels like. And she was just the most horrible boss slash person I had ever been around. Yeah. And she just was a little over the top when it came to certain things. And 
It did teach me a lot, though, at a very young age about how to handle people that are abusive within the workplace. Or just how to handle crazy people because well, I've also heard she was crazy, a little because I feel like that was kind of a negative thing to say about her so because it's an interview I wouldn't have called her crazy but to yeah. you guys I would have <laughs> let's see what else because um, crazy identifies crazy you know right what are your strengths how long do you have <laughs> what, Just, are you, what are your strengths I don't know what are my strengths? Um, I'm very, I don't know. <laughs> I'm screwed. What are my strengths? I don't know. You got to tell me what are my strengths. Why I, do I have to tell you? I'm interviewing you. How do you, if you can't identify them, then they're obviously not your strengths. Yeah. I don't know what my strengths are. I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> I would say organization. Oh, You're very organized. I'm very organized. Look at my Sharpies. I am very good at routine. Hired. You I'm are, very good at routine. Yep. You are very good at routine. Yeah. So then it doesn't sound like you're able to really roll with the punches in an unpredictable environment. Yes. I don't like change. Uh, describe yourself in three words. Oh, positive, loyal, and dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> Thank God you have this job. <laughs> no, seriously. <sighs> if you could turn back time and live your life over. Yes. What would you do different? I would have had kids at a younger age. Hmm. I would have started a family younger in life. Not a GD thing. <laughs> What would you do, Tim? What is w- one thing that you would have changed about your life? Um, I would have uh, not been so. Sh- I would have tried to not be so shy in fun situations. Oh, good answer. That's good. That's a good answer. Put yourself out there. Yeah, I probably would have relaxed a little bit. I put a lot of pressure on myself um, because I've, you know, I've spent my whole life with the with the knowledge, with the realization that I don't really have a safety net. You know, nobody's gonna. Nobody's going to save me. You are you. So mm-hmm. if I if I screw this up, if I fail at at my career or whatever I have going on, you know, no one's no one's going to protect me from that. So I really failure is not really an option. It's not a luxury I have. So I've always put a lot of pressure on me, but I also I think part of that comes from a lack of confidence in myself. And I wish I had had that earlier. So if you want to talk about regrets, I think I would have had more confidence in myself and relaxed a little more in my younger years. That was an excellent answer. You're hired. Oh, thank you. That and the Sharpie thing. (laughs) (laughs) Did that do it for you? Well, that would have made you stand out in the interview. I would have been like, this guy came in and talked about Sharpie organization. Right. Hello. Uh, Describe a difficult situation and how you dealt with it. That's another one. And what do you know about us? That's another thing I think a lot of people screw up on is they don't do their research on the company when they that they go to interview at. And I, I think one of the things that and I've noticed this, too, especially anytime I was ever called in to interview at a radio station, um, I had a program director tell me once that one of the reasons that he hired me because, uh, you know, there are a lot of talented people and some maybe even more talented than I was obviously applying for the job. But he said uh, it was my level of passion. And I said, what, like, what, where did you get that from? (laughs) 
What and, did I say that projected that? Right. And he said, you're just very curious. Like, you just seem like a radio geek and you just wanted to know, like, the way we do things. And you took an interest and that just showed me that uh, you're a curious guy. And that's kind of what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for someone who cares and takes Ask ownership. A lot of questions. And, yeah, uh, yeah kind of, you know, wants to know the scene. So, anyway. I think that goes a long way in a job interview. My most difficult question I remember when I was interviewing at Citibank, and I don't even know if they asked this anymore, but they they said, tell me about a project that had a beginning, a middle, and an end that you've done recently. Okay. I'm like, I don't know. I lied and was like, well, I'm doing this scrapbook for my mom's birthday. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I was good at lying on the fly, but... You're think, in. But think about a project that you have done recently. Like, Tim, it might be easy because you're doing your renovation time with Tim. That yeah, might I mean, be a fun project, but I have no idea. Yesterday, I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> the beginning was the first piece of bread. The Chuck middle was... Old. The, yeah, there's yeah. none. <laughs> Move forward. And the end was... Literally, it was like the end piece in the loaf. And then you're like, let no me tell you about this peanut butter. <laughs> It's that natural peanut butter, and it separates, which a lot of people are freaked out by, but I just stir it up, and it's very good, and it's very healthy. I remember when I was, I think I was 19 or 20, and I, someone suggested me for a job at this big station in Detroit, and I was like, oh, I'm not, I, I don't deserve to even be in this building, right. and they interviewed me, and I'm, I'm thinking of all of these questions, this type of stuff, right, that we are going to talk about, and... uh the guy who was very eccentric and odd uh, was like, so uh, I already know you're okay on the radio. You're good enough for what we need. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Ooh. You, and you guys know me. I'm not really showbiz is, you know, watching movies and entertainment. I'm 19. I don't know. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, 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 planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> not knowing that that would be his favorite movie. Oh, wow. So then he had to like pick apart every scene and I'm oh, like, no. I haven't seen this thing in so long. I, don't know. <laughs> I just pulled that out of my butt. I don't know. So he found out you lied about that being your favorite <laughs> movie know. and you didn't get hired. He did offer me the job, but I turned it down. Wow. I didn't know that about know. you. Still one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. You said that was your favorite movie. You can't even talk about these scenes. You don't have any recollection of them. I think you read somewhere that that was my favorite movie, and you made that up. I did go buy it after that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like you needed to brush yeah. up on it. going to dress Steve up for Halloween? Have you um, made a decision on that? He doesn't like that. He's like his dad, me. He doesn't like clothes and things right. on his body. <laughs> Okay. He's going to be um, a DJ and PJ's dog but, and not uh, go as anything. Chris ordered him something. I don't know. Oh, I forget no. what it is. It'll be on him for 20 seconds. Enough to get a pick. Yeah. And that'll be the end of that. We bought him an, an astronaut outfit one time because it was on sale after Halloween at like PetSmart or something a couple years ago. And he absolutely found it repulsive. Oh. But we did have it on long enough to get a pick. Aww. Hmm. I find most animals don't like it, right? Pretty much every animal expert will tell you that your pets hate it when you dress them up in costumes. They they don't like the way the costume feels on them. Uh, it can cause them to overheat, and it humiliates them. And I don't know why people do it, but on the other hand, you know, it's all about getting attention on social media and showing off to your friends, and some people just insist on doing it. But uh, according to the National